growing up, I was a lot more interested in science than I am now. I mean, I'm more interested in science now than I was, say, in middle school, but I'm not as interested in science as I was in, I don't know, third grade. Because growing up in the 80s, science was cool. Like, there were a lot of neat things happening in science. Yes. I'm just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just gonna have to be a co person who's comfortable saying neat on occasion, and not when ordering gin um, for scotch, right? It's been a while since I've ordered scotch or gin. It's been a long time since I've had scotch or gin at this point, and it's been a long, an even longer time since I've ordered either of them. But I actually, real quick tangent, hopefully I remember to get back to the taking congealed fat off of something. But I wonder if sort of living it up in my early 20s and sort of seeing it with seeing those having those experiences drinking at a really nice bar eating at a really nice restaurant I wonder if it maybe soured me to sort of ritzy emulation. I, it didn't and it did. Like, it, it would end up going a very long way in sort of helping me understand the reality of American culture, I think, in terms of bar going and whatnot. Because the late 90s was the rise of bar going for a certain demographic, probably your younger Gen Xers who were late having kids that didn't have, and I'm, I'm speaking this broadly because I have two examples, <coughs> two regions to look at. Um, and that, of course, sort of gave way to sort of hipster babies in bars culture that we're suffering in through still. And, which is also babies on planes, babies in movie theaters, babies in restaurants, like making other people suffer through your children has just become universal. Um, anyway, what was it? There's the congealed fat, but, oh, I kind of feel like it did. I kind of feel like I came, I always, <clears throat> I always, I don't know if I've ever said it, but I always think about how I absolutely, I was enchanted with Ashley Long. I was absolutely enchanted with living there. And then, once I was 21, all of that enchantment vanished with the introduction of drinking in a place. All that enchantment out the out the window. It's very interesting. I was drunk, of course. I mean, let's. 
Time thinking, did I? No, not even a lot. Once you realize you can make honor roll and be drunk, it's hard not to just do that. I would say, would you say? See, I don't think you could do that stone. No, people do. So maybe I'm wrong because drinking so much. Alcohol always was a alcohol was a lubricant to unpleasant tasks. Got to clean the toilet, have a have a beer, and then be on the second day. I read something a few years ago. That said, people who use emoji are happier than people who. And when you look at it, it, it really does seem that way. It really does seem that people who use emoji allow themselves that moment of that spark of joy, while people who don't, don't. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, what the hell was I talking about? Drinking for lubrication. I mean, the mid '90s really promoted the idea of cool, excess drinking, functional alcoholism, successful functional. Um, drinking Sean Penn was cool. Probably didn't help me with that kind of thing. It's like, oh, you're a dumb kid. Um, but I was also approaching life with some decidedly cockeyed ideas and probably some not insignificant understanding about it. Um, yeah, 80s was a bit of a trip, right? 80s, and that's kind of the thing, that's how you know, that's how you can tell, let me get there, sorry, I'm working through the thought in my head, but that's how you could have told that Americans were never going to get real after 9-11 was Americans didn't get real after the LA riots. They didn't get real after OJ. And by not getting real after OJ, I mean more instead of looking at what the fuck, putting that much sort of national and personal attention on that case did. I mean, it didn't result in anything <clears throat> substantive. It didn't, no, no goods came out of OJ, just reality television, probably. That's what you think that case. 
though I suppose it's different. I suppose at this point reality television has replaced other types of things, you know, like where before keeping up with Kardashians existed, where what was that demographic watching? Right? So but yeah, I mean and then after yeah, like riots we're still talking about what the reality of that situation is how we never got to it and right the pervasive pervasive LAPD racism was covered in a lot of things, right? But it was always covered from, it wasn't really possible to look at the long-term effects of it. Or, and they weren't taking seriously. So, what else? So that's how we should have known when Americans sat around, when the media sat around on the news after 9-11 to talk about how America needed to be more serious with its news. They just, that didn't happen. And it's, the last 20 years have just shown it never could have happened. Like, when you look at what we've seen about, revealed about the Democrats, the Republicans, the Green Party. Do libertarians have a formalized party? It almost seems counterintuitive. Um, it's stupidity and incompetence. The myth of American exceptionalism was gone. The myth of American exceptionalism never existed anywhere but in the minds of white Americans who are all convinced they're going to become millionaires and now billionaires because of some fucked up mixture of capitalism and Calvinism. But the myth of American competence, that's the one that has really been revealed to be total bullshit. I mean, it's incredible how fundamentally fucked the world is. Thanks to the Patreon. And I was listening to a podcast last week where this guy was bitching about this. Okay, so how much time is going to start with Not a lot. Basically, basically a liberal who wears his allies flag a little bit too proud um, for LGBTQ, demands allyship a little bit too much from others, and says words, uses the phrase classical liberal like he's, like he means it. He was bitching about how feminists, some feminists, the bad feminists, blame everything on the patriarchy, um, which is not correct, bad feminists are terps, but 
what he was saying that these this one the sub section of feminists are just blinded by their silly idea everything is the patriarchy's fault. And I was listening to it and I realized everything is the patriarchy's fault. There's been no matriarchal um, cultural or society that has in any way contributed to the culmination of events that have gotten us where we are today. Like, the, there's no Amazon tribe that, and by Amazon I mean, you know, in Greek, right? Um, that has, whose laws have in any way influenced us today, or their thinking has in any way influenced us today. Um, so yeah, I was just like, but we live in a patriarchy. <clears throat> Fundamentally, we live in a patriarchy. More than we live in anything else, we live in a patriarchy. So, if every, and, and things are really shitty, so that's actually not like a volatile statement, it's an obvious observation. The patriarchy got us to 2019. The patriarchy got us to 2 BCE. The patriarchy got us to, you know, 7,000 years ago. It's always been fucked, and it's always been fundamentally like this. That's what the big sort of possibility of something like Me Too is, is that that has never happened. Yet we have never had the shift toward the law being applied to male rapists, really, um, for whatever reason. And so, yeah. So that guy was wrong. talk to you about congealed fat. So when I started the podcast, I was talking about how when I was a kid in the 80s, I really liked science. But I really liked science in the way I really liked getting slime from the uh, supermarket out of a quarter machine. I really liked playing with slime. I liked that, that sort of science. Uh, by the time... I got to the dissecting a frog stage of science. I was kind of really wary about it because I had pet frogs by then. So it got rocky, whatever grade that was. It, it bounced back a little at that time, but it stayed. That was sort of the last gasp of interest. So somehow I knew that, uh, well, I know why I knew. My mom, I don't know if she, she taught me about this, but she definitely showed me how, you know, when you put fatty liquid in the refrigerator, it congeals. The fat congeals into a substance at the top. It becomes a solid. So this morning, I was pulling a layer of congealed fat 
of the Italian beef smells pretty exciting. Um, really gross. The fat appears to start melting back into a liquid state, like right away, uh, on contact with room temperature. So it's, it's, a, it's a tenuous solid, I guess, one would say. Also be curious to see how if that emoji happiness bump carries over across sort of living comfort. Because when I think about the congealed fat thing, there's a bunch of privilege in play there. Like a lot of levels of privilege are just that I have time to do it, that I have time to prepare a week's worth of meals, however, multiple days worth of meals, and stockpile it, that I have a condition to keep it in, because let's not forget, not everybody actually fucking has a refrigerator, okay? Like, when you think about the shit you get with an apartment that is expected with an apartment, that shit ought to come with life. Then we would see that, you know, toilet paper should be free, tampons should be free, um, water, electricity, internet, working refrigerator, like a good working refrigerator, not just like kind of a working refrigerator, but a fucking working refrigerator. Working plumbing, all that shit ought to be free. After that, then you start, right? Like. You should not like. Okay, fine. Like, you figure out how much. You figure out a baseline power. Okay, like, if you run six fuck, if you run six um, Bitcoin miner things, yeah, you you have to pay for your power. If you have, I don't know. I can't even think about all the shit I've got plugged in. Four external hard drives, at least three. That nope, I've got four. I've got four external hard drive units that have fans. You figure out what that costs, and I have to pay for that. But the base power of heat. Now, air conditioning. Okay, I can see that that uses we got to figure that shit out, but you know what? I'm, I'm willing to go with, fuck that. No, we don't have to figure that out. Like, <clears throat> there's a separate issue with the utter stupidity of living in areas of intense heat. Right? Like, stupid. And it's not like living in areas of intense cold isn't aren't isn't stupid too. Like when you think about Chicago being settled, right? The first settlement, which was like.
like a trading post, a Sal's trading post or something. You gotta wonder if the natives were fucking with them when they're like, yeah, man, you should totally hang out here for the winter. It's tits. Like, it's great. It is so nice here in the winter. But then again, I don't know, because if he was LaSalle and he was French, then they went up to Quebec. Yeah, so it's weird. Maybe winters were better. Maybe that was a nicer period. Maybe there was less shit in the atmosphere. Um, so, right, settling inhospitable places is stupid for the amount of population, you know, like, you gotta look at the amount of population, but no, air conditioning, fuck it, you get air conditioning, you gotta pay for our lights, you gotta pay for your cable television, yeah, yes, you get free internet, but you gotta pay for cable television, here is my social, or whatever the fuck that is, um, because it just makes sense, right? Like, when you look at how much it costs to do certain things, when you look at how much money goes into healthcare for solving things that preventative medicine should have solved, why isn't that preventative medicine being provided? And it's just incredible how I mean, it's just, I don't know if it's NIMBY culture, but American values really are fuck your neighbor. Like, and if they're not fuck your neighbor, it's fuck the person two doors down. And if it's not fuck the person two doors down, it's fuck the person three. Like, it's a very tribal, cultish shit show. Um, and what's interesting is how it seems like Europe was in a similar situation until, until, you know, the Nazis all came in and you live in occupation, it changes your understanding of social services until there's Brexit, right? Until you're old. And then you're like, fuck it. They did, right? Like, Brexiters, well, England was never occupied. But at the same time, it's not like the French have ever been good with the Algerians. Like, it's never been like a thing. Curious to see who, what imperial power was best to its former subjects post-independence. Like, nobody ever was like, hey, sorry we fucked with you, here's, you know, a trillion dollars. Because imperialists are stoned. It is, there's no way to do it and not be scummy. What we also can't seem to figure out is how to do humanitarian efforts without bringing in imperialism and corruption. Just aren't very good at anything, is, is really the, the truth of what, what the internet age has shown us. What understanding global reality has shown us is that it's all been really shitty. Like, and not being able to accept, acknowledge that, not being able to recognize it, is stupidity more than anything else. Not being able to accept it 
recognize it. That's evil. But not being able to... I mean, this is the thing is, is it's like, are you... Are some Trump voters too stupid to be anything but Trump voters? And I think the answer is yes. Are some Trump voters too stupid to understand that they're too stupid to be anything but Trump voters? Yes. No. Get the wrong ones or stupidity. So, um, this was all over the place. How did I get to from congealed fat to the 21st? Sing song. I can't even imagine what it sounds like. Now that I'm not editing this before posting it, it's just like okay. Let's see how this works with the processing experiment. But it's weird. It's if not impossible to explain what generative practice is to people who don't generate. I wouldn't even say create. This is generative. Now I got weight so high that I have to go into a drug. So I'm 40 and I still run everywhere. It just needs to 